So start with plenitude. What's plenitude? Plentitude. Plenitude. Okay. This feels like starting way in the middle. <laughs> I think starting in the middle is also a good technique. In media res. Welcome to Dispatches from Mount Kaz, conversations from a creative community. In this episode, Albert, Christina, and Aranea discuss abundance and how practicing an attitude of plenty is necessary for creating community. You, where did you see it? I don't remember the source, but I remember reading that the opposite of um, scarcity isn't actually abundance. It's um, plenitude. It's enoughness. Mm. Brenna Brown says enough. Yeah. It's probably Brenna I don't think Brown. she uses... I, I didn't seriously use plenitude, but... Mm. Or no, and then Alicia was talking about the idea of plenitude mm-hmm. as one of her values. Mm-hmm. And so I've been associating enoughness with plenitude. Because abundance refers to actually materially having more than mm-hmm. enough. But mm. plenitude is the feeling that what is there... It doesn't, you don't need to have like more than what is sufficient. Mm-hmm. You just need to have an, it, it's about an attitude, right? It's about yeah. a, a feeling that what is there is all you need. Right. Mm-hmm. And if you think about that in terms of like um, how we, our relationship with our planet or resources or things, if you're looking for abundance, that might mean like, you might be extractive, you might go overboard, you might be like mm. always, it's it's always you about growth stuff. and hoarding and increasing stuff. But if you had a, had, had a mindset of enoughness and like were able to actually feel that, like that is the true antidote to feeling scarcity is feeling like, oh, I have enough, I can stop. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like I have enough and this is, this is good. <laughs> that feeling is really powerful. I think the other, there's like another side of it which is about generosity mm-hmm. and not just abundance, right? Like you can have a lot, but mm. you can you can hoard it and yeah. you can keep it. And and then eventually you you may use it up or it or it um, expires or mm-hmm. you know it goes bad or you forget about it and like all the things that we have often like get lost. Yeah. You know. And I think this is true of the things that are immaterial as well as the things that are like actual objects, right? Mm-hmm. Like your milk spoils, but also like your time gets lost. Mm-hmm. Even when you have a lot of time, it can uh, not go bad, but get you know forgotten because you're spending some. You know, perhaps you're spending a lot of time worrying about how much time you have, or mm-hmm. or whatever. You know, you could have a lot of space, but you like forget to use it. And those are, I think, those are the the pitfalls of like hoarding, and and hoarding is a result of scarcity, not of uh, not of actual. Um, sense of sufficiency i guess Mm. how did you hear us talking about it or what was your when was it when did it when did it like when did it click as a thing yeah that's a good question maybe i'll remember the answer as we're talking (laughs) so just to like actually say this at some point one of the main tenets of mount kaz is that what what do you say you always say um we believe that there are things that we gain more of when we share them, mm-hmm. that things that we give away actually generate more, and think these are things like love, time, space, creativity, mm-hmm. energy. I want to read what we say at events. 
tap, tap, do you have it do you have it actually typed yeah we had like a like in some of our earlier events we created like a mount cows intro mm -hmm. like uh like paragraph that mm -hmm. we would read yeah Gotcha. And then we would kind of ad-lib it after we did it a couple times. And I'm imagining it. this is what you heard. Oh. Well, I've heard it at every event yeah. That, yeah, exactly. that Mount Cass does, but along, with the, along with the land recognition. So, yeah. Um, I didn't think the land recognition is actually a key part of it. Do you want to read? Do you want to just read the whole thing, or do you, you want to read it? Do you I don't want to read it. Okay, yeah. fine. It'll be the same thing. Well, you wrote it. Before. Yeah. I don't know if you want to. It sounded very accusatory. <laughs> you wrote it. Yeah. The <laughs> sentence is: uh, Mount Kaz is a renegade community art space based on the principle that we have abundant resources when we share those intangible parts of ourselves, like our creativity, our space, and our energy. And I think one of the things that you've said in paraphrasing that is that when we share what we have, we all have more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's evolved to for the language to uh, uh, reflect that better. Mm -hmm. Like, that was the first sentence that we wrote, right. but the idea is, is that. that yeah. Well, that those things grow right. through through sharing. And I think a... because the seed of it was when we first moved here to this house. We had come from the Bay Area, where mm -hmm. we were both living. We had, like, a room in shared houses, and we, like, barely had living room space. I didn't have living room space. I was living in the living room. Um, <laughs> And we were, you know, paying exorbitant barrier rent for these small places. And then mm -hmm. we moved into this place and it's like, whoa, we have like two living rooms. <laughs> and a bedroom. And an extra bedroom. Yeah. yeah. And so it was sort of like, sort of an immediate impulse of like, we have to share this. Like, we can't just be in this space and not invite people into it yeah. or use it. Well, I think the other part there of was the never theory was that was that like there's all this stuff that's just not being used mm -hmm. like that that is not being used because it's being held privately mm -hmm. you know that's be, like big we're afraid of letting it go or you know i mean and not that these are invalid fears necessarily but like you know we're always we're like we're worried that people are gonna like like uh scope out our place to steal shit when we're when we let people like strangers into our house like those are yeah. things that that are kind of part of our our culture and the way mm -hmm. that we like think about using space and things about the way we think about like having space um but i think when we are able to open up this space part of what we believe is that that may encourage other people to open up their space and if like 10 of our friends have like living rooms and like kitchens that we share with each other mm -hmm. then i don't need to go anywhere to like pay for a meal i don't need to go that many places to like like buy my entertainment mm -hmm. like there's more stuff <laughs> we yeah. all have more stuff because we are willing to make more of it available yeah. right like we like things become commons actually yeah. when we like like section off areas mm -hmm. and make them private and make them inaccessible to each other we all have less of it because we're all confined to our little cells or our little like spaces. But if we were to just share all the stuff that we had available, or at least within the community or within like uh, the people who are close to us, mm -hmm. um, and hopefully expanding the people who are close to in our community, then more and more becomes available. Yeah. That's why I think the land acknowledgement stuff is really important mm -hmm. yeah. um, as part of it. Um, so at the beginning of all of our events, we do a land acknowledgement of um, the land we're on. Um, if we're sitting in Corvallis, Oregon, which um, was the ancestral lands of the Kalapuya people uh, who were forcibly removed. And to recognize the, the history of the land and the, the different people who have been on this land. Um, 
and we can link uh, the U.S. Department of Art and Culture has a really good honor native lands guide that people can use um, and sort of where we got the practice from. But um, I think it, it it's also calls into the question like the idea of private space and ownership in general. I think partly because we are renting from Albert's parents and partly because of the the decolonization practices and just mindsets like but we don't we don't really feel like we own any of this and we are just caretakers and we we use that language pretty deliberately like we're caretakers of Mount Kaz we're stewards of this space um so sharing it becomes is like pretty integral to that mm -hmm. because it's not like we own you any don't of own it, it. Yeah. yeah um it makes me think of the way that like um kings of old would like bury all their stuff with them <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and like in, in this kind of like desperate grasp to hold on to all the stuff that they yeah. recruited um but they've established know, some kind of myth that it goes with them yeah but you're when you're dead you don't have that stuff anymore there is no such thing as ownership yeah like everything yeah. is only borrowed for a certain amount of time or mm -hmm. maybe destroyed in that time that we have it yeah 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 but everything that we have now Mm -hmm. then is being is borrowed from the people who have you know taken mm -hmm. uh, like uh, taken care of these spaces in the past yeah. and them from the people before them and you know in the future this will go somewhere else and other people will take care of it and if we can think of our spaces um and and our energy and our time as things mm -hmm. that are um that are merely in our temporary um stewardship yeah. right yeah. um maybe we we do better with it mm -hmm. maybe we uh we ex we yeah um we are more thoughtful about it yeah i feel like i experienced the realness of this message over a long period of time mm -hmm. like maybe over the course of the last year mm -hmm. um and it probably became real for me after i witnessed it like physically happen quite a few times so Cameron and I often cook for two mm -hmm. our meals are often pretty simple and often like not that exciting uh, we don't like usually try too many different things we don't usually have that many different dishes and every time we've invited you you guys over for dinner and every time we you've invited us for dinner and we've brought things the meals have always been better Mm -hmm. There's always been like more, there's more variety, there's more like, there's just more of everything. Um, and the meals always felt better. And I think that's an example of it. Okay. With, it's not that we lived in a mindset of scarcity within our meals, but that when we shared them, mm -hmm. they were better mm -hmm. than when we don't. Right. And I think that the way that we talk about stuff, about quality, about experiences as almost like objectively material, like when we're talking about food, we'll talk about quality, we'll talk about like amount, but mm -hmm. the, the experience of them is also wrapped up in the way that it is being presented, the way it's being shared. And those are very, those are very subjective and they're very like, um, uh, they're they're very immaterial things. I think mm -hmm. about uh, when I'm cooking. I think if even if I make something that is exactly the same as I would get in a restaurant, it's better because I have this sense of like pride of making it. Mm 
mm-hmm. or when we're cooking together we are we have this sense of like sharing and like the sense of um celebration or, yeah. or whatever mm-hmm. um because we have come together through it yeah. and these are things that are like completely subjective i mean like if i was sharing it with someone that i hated it probably wouldn't you know <laughs> like taste as good or whatever right um but like to but but i think like um that kind of transcendence that comes like that, that comes with that recognition mm-hmm. is also being lent to this idea that um, that like the you know quote unquote amount of the thing that we have mm-hmm. uh, of, of this of like space right yeah is really uh, uh, it's it's a subjective experience it's a factor of like how it's being used and my space feels empty when uh, when it isn't being used if the mm-hmm. lights are off if uh, if I'm sitting around alone, yeah. you know, like I have this much space, but if I have three friends over and I'm like sharing it, I have, you know, a lot more space because mm. all of us are using it. You know, it's like you can't, I, I don't know, there's probably a, a way to like uh, describe this in some kind of more mm-hmm. uh, formulaic way or whatever, but that's just it. You know, it's yeah. like yeah. maybe I have three times as much space if three of my friends are, you know, me and mm. two other friends are, like are using it. What was your dad's story about the houses in China and you can't? They can't be empty. Um, my uh, my family, uh, my on my dad's side, has all come to the United States in um, in the last like decade or so. Um, but sometime before that, uh, my grandma had a house in China, and um, some of my uncles lived in it. Um, but when they left, um, they hired someone to live in the house um, because. Like, one, if it's just, like, if there are people there, uh, like, they, I don't think they even live there, actually. They just come by and, like, like sweep up the porch sometimes, and, like, maybe they'll make a meal in there every once mm-hmm. in a while. Um, but, uh, but yeah, they, they just believe that, like, it's bad to leave a house empty. Mm-hmm. Like, it, uh, houses that aren't active are, um, are, um... I don't think you would use the idea of haunted, right? But, like, that is when the ghosts come in, right? Um, they're also less secure. They also fall apart, you know? Uh-huh. Like, they, they decay more because no one's paying attention to them. Yeah. Like, no one knows when things are falling apart or breaking. Mm-hmm. Um, and and use is really important. Uh, activation is really important for for anything to be, um, to be real, to be alive. Yeah. Um, I want to talk briefly about the intangible elements of abundance Mm -hmm. um it's easy to explain this idea within like a meal or within the fruit even money so many so much we have so many getting grapes and 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 tomatoes in oregon Mm -hmm. but the the idea of this abundance or plentitude can be experienced with a lot of intangible things Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm with energy, with time. What are some good examples of times when you've noticed that the energy is more mm-hmm. when shared or the time seems well, longer when uh, shared? A lot of times, like, philosophers and wise people or whatever will talk about um, the Greek notions of time. Mm-hmm. Um, the two words, is it is it uh, Kronos and Kairos, mm-hmm. right? Kronos being, like, chronological linear time that passes minute by minute or second by second. Mm -hmm. And Kairos being the experience of time. Um, The time that we speak about when we say, um, uh, like, when we say we had a good time, right? Mm. Like, that's not saying, I had a good hour. It's saying that the experience of that time 
um, in my memory, in my um, in my body, in my in, in the way that I felt, mm-hmm. um, is uh, is a positive or whatever. Um, so when we are doing something that feels grueling, it can like stretch. Um, when we're doing something that uh, that is enjoyable or uh, or exciting, time flies. You know, like all these kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, it shifts, but the quality of it is uh, is dependent on not the amount, but the um, yeah, but but all the other aspects of uh, of of what we experience. And so, something that uh, that that feels meaningful, I think, uh, is remembered as uh, as being um, longer. Mm-hmm. Do you have a, a like a specific example? Well, I was gonna say like the public domain variety show. Like you had an idea and you put out a call for people to make mm-hmm. artwork, and that that created a container or like a, a provocation for people mm-hmm. to create stuff. And what came back was like a multiplier, yeah, right, of like creativity. Yeah, you like activated other people's creativity in putting out that call. And there's like a ripple effect, whether in like people's continued creativity or like they'll make something and be proud of it and show someone else and that will like ripple to something else mm-hmm. um that feels very tangible and the other thing that i was thinking of was the the like barn raisers idea which we still <laughs> haven't like quite gotten off the ground but do you want to talk about that uh yeah so um an idea i've been kicking around in my head stemmed from there was a, a period of time where there we were like helping more than one person move or more than one person had asked mm-hmm. and you could tell from um the way they had asked for help that they felt very self-conscious about it like very um guilty about mm-hmm. being like oh, really i need to move and like could you come and help me move but cameron and i are always very excited about that we love giving the energy that we have to help people move a box from one space to another, which for somebody who doesn't own that box is so easy. When you have to pack up the box or when you have to like mm-hmm. decide where it goes or when you have to decide how it's packed and then also move it, it becomes like so much more. So we know how helpful that is and we know how um, it doesn't affect us at all in giving that. It's not draining at all. It's not draining that. at all. It, it doesn't affect our day. It doesn't affect our time. It's, it's time that we get to share with that person doing whatever they need. And so I had this idea that we do a collection of days where we do the stuff that people need doing. Mm-hmm. It's not just hanging out and doing a creative project or just hanging out. It's like we need to paint our kitchen. We need to get around to it sometime. So we have a day where everybody comes and that is what we do but we also like get these things done maybe like it the idea of, of like barn raising is it just in agricultural societies raising I mean, a barn in a day like, anytime that like like the whole professionalize it right like, yeah and you're yeah. making your own stuff you needed someone to help yeah you your <laughs> like and the whole and the whole town would get together to yeah. like raise a barn in a mm-hmm. day because that's what needed to happen yeah. where does how do i bring this back to the idea of abundance I mean, it, it's that when you were when you were helping people move mm-hmm. in those cases, it wasn't like it, it, there was no there was no drain. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't something that that um, you had to like calculate mm-hmm. um, how much energy you had or how much time you had. Mm-hmm. Like if you were if you were able to share it. Yeah, yeah. I think that's I... also true with like um, when our resident artists come. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like there is something about the fact that we're inviting them to something outside of their context that is something that we're offering them 
um, time that we get to share together while they're here, it feels like the quality of it is completely different than if they were to um, say spend exactly that amount of time like over the course of whatever period mm -hmm. in their own in their own environments working. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's something about I mean like there's something particular about the fact that it's being shared. Mm -hmm. That it's being uh, given and received, and uh, and and you know done without without this kind of like exchange or like strings attached or anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think what what makes the idea of abundance sort of radical is that it's like to practice it means you're practicing interdependence. To share what you have, to receive what other people have, to sort of trust that there's a flow of stuff, to be able to ask for help and to give help and to like to have that be part of our normal vocabularies and our mm -hmm. normal ways of being again um it's like a re-remembering <laughs> and very radical it's, it's re-remembering into our roots of how mm -hmm. we're supposed to just be together as communities yeah. it's been pretty fun um i'm sorry <laughs> it's okay <laughs> i'm eating some smoked gouda i am clinging a spoon against a plastic cup <laughs> it's making too much noise smoked gouda and grapes are great mm. Right. Which is an example. We were like, we did a gallery closing event this past Saturday and we didn't actually plan enough time <laughs> ahead of time to prepare for it. But we sort of showed up and uh, you and Cameron were sort of just like, we'll help. <laughs> and just ended up like helping out with the event. And Cameron went to get groceries and stuff. The groundwork was there. Mm -hmm. Then that could happen. Yeah, it was you a know? perfect because we had um, gone to help Kate paint her garage yeah. in the morning. And you guys were, like, rushed for time, and you had, like, all this list of things that you needed to do. And it turned out that um, Cameron had come with me to help paint, but we had done all of the, the, the non-creative painting. Broad strokes. Yeah. Already, <laughs> had, had already happened. Um, and so there wasn't actually a lot for him to do. And so he offered to go and get the groceries that you guys needed mm -hmm. so that you guys could, like, you know, do the thing that you could do, and he could go do the thing that he could do. Mm -hmm. And therefore in a short amount of time it all got done mm -hmm. yeah and that kind of that kind of um like distribution of of effort or something mm -hmm. like doesn't need to happen through a kind of like uh what's the word I don't like, know, like a job description or or, 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 like or even like a specific exchange right it's not mm -hmm. like oh we're all here and like i'm gonna do this thing and mm -hmm. you're gonna do that thing and we're trading that kind of thing yeah, but really, yeah, yeah. it's just like we're all hanging out, and like we can give these things to each mm -hmm. other, and we do. It's it's a and that exchange will happen organically. Mm -hmm. People will give right. what they can. Right. It doesn't need to happen yeah. through through a marketplace. It doesn't mm -hmm. need to happen through uh, through an exchange of anything. Yeah. Yeah. I think part of the the mistake that we make when we talk about this is we treat everything like a closed system. Mm -hmm. We treat it as if there's like, like only all the things close. that are within this box. Yeah. But actually, you know, like all the food that we get, like comes from this like like sun that's out there that's like providing <laughs> like like tons of energy for us forever, right? And I think it's same within like our our communities. Like it's not that we're we have to like you know trade off these little things. We're all like receiving stuff from like outside of this this uh, the the collection of people mm -hmm. we have. You know, like a lot of times, like I mean, maybe like it's it's coming from like a job, and like we're all having jobs, so a lot of this stuff is flowing in, mm -hmm. and so within it, we can just kind of like give give each other a lot. Um, but also, you know, even if it's not like jobs, it's like we we have received 
privileges beyond our own personal efforts we have received like the um the fruits of like infrastructure that's built by uh by people in the past like all of these things are things that we are um that we have received and are receiving um and that means that what we can do with uh with the things that we can or that we we bring into it or we have is Mm -hmm. we can we can just spread it around to each other and there's still there's it's not going to run out you know yeah how do you think this idea, this practice, this whatever of abundance directly affects the creative community that we're building? Or is it just that it's in everything that you do? Well, I think I, it's such a major part of how Mount Kaz works. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy what Jen wrote about proxy art. She wrote it on her blog at some point. Um, I think it was after one of our events, after the Micro Variety Show. She mm-hmm. writes about... Um, this idea of uh, like if if the event that we made, which is a which was a variety show that we invited people to do three minute acts in, if the event itself is is a kind of art, it is the kind of art that invites people to create art within it, mm. right? So it's like uh, it's it's offering a canvas that people can fill. Um, but the act of like doing that, right? The act of of making that space, the act of giving that uh, of, of like creating that canvas. Um, is uh, is a creative act on its own and it is necessary for a lot of these things to happen within it um and so i think that's that's the case with a lot of the the events that we put on is that they are um there are things where we invite people to contribute something uh that people can do more than just watch or or consume or spectate on a thing they are often invited to uh, also be the creators of the thing that everyone is seeing Mm-hmm. Um, and in that sense, um, it only happens because everyone is contributing. And what is created is the result of everyone contributing. That is the work. That is, um, and, and like, it's not because um, anyone poured everything in. It's because everyone shared, and then there's something beautiful that comes out of um, out of that that act of everyone giving. Yeah, I have a slightly different way to say. It pretty much the same thing <laughs> do it um i think it's it gets more to the root of why it's hard i think why this approach feels so integral to mount kaz uh is that we share a lot but we also ask a lot mm. and we try to be open about our needs and we ask for help and when people are in that kind of environment there's a deeper sense of community and belonging that can happen because you're a part of it, mm-hmm. right? It's not like we intentionally set out to like do that, um, but I do think in my current theoretical worldview, that's like that is one of the bases for community, is that you have to like need each other, mm-hmm. right, and help each other, um, which requires asking for help, which requires being honest about your needs, which requires like accepting help when it's offered, which mm-hmm. requires like sharing what you have. There's a there's a kind of scarcity that comes from like or that is represented in like a kind of hoarding of competence, which would be like like I can do everything by myself. Mm-hmm. It's a self sufficiency. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing. Right. This idea of like uh, of uh, not letting anyone help you mm-hmm. is a kind of hoarding because it is saying that other people cannot be competent for me. Mm. Right. They cannot be. They cannot uh, offer their their uh, gifts to me. 
um, I'm doing it all myself, so I'm keeping all of myself over here, you know. Mm-hmm. And even if you give some of that stuff away, there's something that is being held back when you don't ask for help or you don't yeah. receive um, uh, people's gifts. Yeah, independence is yeah. a kind of hoarding. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. That, yeah. That's it. That's pretty. <laughs> I, have to, I have to think about that one. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's kind of cool. I like it though. I like it too because I think that is, it's been. Um, it's been something I've been deliberately working on because mm-hmm. I've been on a very I've been on a very independent slash self sufficient yeah. kick yeah. basically for like my whole life, <laughs> right? You know, and it's sort of like to to shift that into interdependence is is hard, and it's like it's nice that these like the way we've approached things it hasn't been like. It's not like I put myself on a workout regimen or something where it's like you're gonna learn in the interdependence mm-hmm. by doing five push-ups every <laughs> week. Um, but like, you know, it's sort of it's sort of like trickled in and sunk in. Maybe like what you're saying, Arnia, right? Like you can feel it. Yeah. So it becomes You can see the difference. Yeah. So it just becomes easier to it's like you're moving more, like mm-hmm. little by little more towards interdependence. Yeah. Um and seeing how that does lead to mm-hmm. more abundance, right? You know, mm-hmm. I think I operate out of a scarcity mindset from childhood stuff too. Like this, like like practicing sharing <laughs> mm-hmm. of like food or like little things or like um, those are all good things on the path. I think one of the reasons this is so important and so interesting to me is because I realize it is so different from how I grew up. Mm. It is so different from my life in Nebraska, and it's so different from how my family interacted with each other. And it's not like, it's never been anything out outward, like, you can immediately see it's a problem. It doesn't, you know, we've never struggled with having anything that we needed, but it's there's something about the way we've interacted that doesn't embrace that abundance. What's an example? Um, Sonia and Joey visited, mm-hmm. right? And they were here for a week, and we gave them an air mattress in our guest room and they you know they would leave during the day while we worked and then they would come back and we'd hang out and at the end of the week they gave us a $50 gift card to Target Mm -hmm. which felt so I mean we were like we were thankful I mean it was a nice gesture but it felt so unnecessary Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then when we took them to the airport they realized that they that Joey had left his sunglasses at the house they had gotten like mixed up in the sheets or whatever and we're like oh we'll just we'll mail them to you and they're like, are you sure? It's like really <laughs> difficult. I'm like, yeah, I'll them to you. And they, they had looked at one of our Funko Pops mm-hmm. and uh, they had laid, were like, oh, that's really cool. But it was uh, Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. which Cameron's never even seen. And so he's like, let's just put it in the box with the yeah, sunglasses. Yeah, yeah. It'll be great. <laughs> and so we sent them, Cameron sent them a picture of the receipt when we uh, mailed it so that they would have the tracking number. Yeah. Um, and she saw how much it was. And she's like, oh, do you want me to Venmo you $12? And we're like, no. You don't have to. And then, and we're like, there's also a little gift in there, so like, don't even worry about it. And then she goes, just like, are you sure right. you wouldn't give this? And, and it felt, um, it made me kind of sad because I, I realized, and I realized that I've done this with my family too in the past, where like, there's no explicit, like, I have your back. Mm-hmm. I will give you whatever I can, whenever I can, because I know that you will do the same. Even though we think that. Right. Like, even though I feel that way about all yeah. of my family, that, like, they will do anything for me, but I don't feel like we actively do that, where we actively practice that idea that I don't, I don't need to pay you back 
because it will all come out in the wash yeah, in the end yeah. because we're mm-hmm. family. Yeah. There's like a, a quid pro quo or like there's a tracking. Mm-hmm. When everything gets tracked, then like you yeah. have to get paid everything mm-hmm. back. It like invalidates the gift. Right. Yeah. And it I makes mean, it like, it makes it, um, Lewis Hyde in the gift talks about this where it's like, if there is an equal exchange, it makes the gift more impersonal. Mm-hmm. It means you don't owe anything to each other yeah. anymore. And so you don't have a tie. Yeah. Like the ties between people are actually in that owing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the gifts have to move between multiple people. You mm-hmm. can't do an, an equal exchange. Yeah. Um, yeah. It actually makes me appreciate a, something I never appreciated growing up, which was that uh, Chinese families always like fought to pay the bill. <laughs> um, and we always, you know, like that, and then also like just giving of red envelopes and money like to each other's kids or to like younger generations and stuff. Like there was just sort of this free flowing exchange of stuff and I saw I found myself noticing that when I would like go to dinner with family or like family friends or my brother and like like the moment I like tried to like split the bill or make it even mm-hmm. it changes the tone yeah of the thing versus like let me just get it or I have friends who are better about that who mm-hmm. who'll just be like let me just pay for it and I'll I trust it's the same thing like I trust they'll work out in the yeah. wash right like we're gonna go to more dinners it'll be fine yeah and it, that's the owing part that's the like mm-hmm. we're gonna go to more dinners right yeah if i balance it out and even it out now like i could leave and I never could just see leave you and again never, exactly and there would be no problem yeah david graber uh-huh. says that like the exchange economy is based on the annihilation of relationships mm-hmm. this idea that mm-hmm. we are totally equal all the time yeah and we can balance every account every time yeah. by giving you know giving the exact amount that something is worth mm-hmm. and receiving the thing or you know with with each other to to uh to, you know balance everything out uh, uh in every interaction mm-hmm. is means that we never have to see each other again we right. can always yeah, right. swap away from yeah. each other yeah i um which is which is such bullshit right it's not <laughs> it's not true you right know? right like even in, in my marriage, like we've we've learned over the course of a decade that like we are a partnership mm-hmm. and it is equal, mm-hmm. but it is not even. Right. And it right, never is. Right. Like there are yeah. times when oh, when yeah, like you know. <laughs> I always try to make things even. But it's hard. Like <laughs> it's, it's hard, yeah. and you can't. Like there are times when like I'm I'm he- I'm struggling with anxiety mm-hmm. right. so tough, and I can't yeah. give my energy to like the house or the bill, you know, all this kind of stuff. And Cameron pulls his weight, and there are times when the balance shifts. Mm-hmm. But there's never like a, there's never an exchange. Yeah. It's just a. Mm-hmm. It, it will work out. Yeah. You know. This idea of like, I feel like there's like a, there's been a corruption of the idea of fairness, mm. or at least like the word of fairness, mm-hmm. you know, which is like, it's pulling in these kind of, um, even, yeah, equal, yeah, this uh, evenness to yeah. everything, this like flatness. Yeah. And then if we think about that metaphorically, like flatness doesn't feel like a very good way, <laughs> like, you know, a very exciting or like meaningful way to go through life, right? Like where everything's just be like, like fair uh-huh. and flat and like, you know. Yeah. It seems it seems like just a like dull pain. <laughs> <laughs> the dull pain of the yeah. lovely cowboy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess that is right, right? You see the cowboy walking off into the sunset and it's all like flat plains. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like and then, you know, for that cowboy, right? Like the moments when uh life is meaningful is when they have an opportunity to give. Mm. Um and and probably receive something. Uh, but then they apparently cancel it out and then 
walk away and never see the people again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that is. I mean, that, but but that's such a founding part of like the myths of uh, mm-hmm. of, of our culture, right. right? Like so, it's so integral that that things need to be um, uh, and split. It, and, and it can be alluring. I think Lewis Hyde mm. talks about this too, where it's like in cultures or societies where everyone's in everyone's business and like one person's dead means the whole like the whole family is like struggling and like the the that that myth of the in the independent cowboy and like oh i can just be free mm-hmm. like feels really can be alluring yeah but then when you get there it's like lonely <laughs> and boring yeah. maybe mm-hmm. um and also very stressful. Like stressful if, you, yeah. if you have to provide everything that you need all the time, yeah, that means you're constantly worrying about everything that yeah. you need. Mm-hmm. Or you like hoard a bunch of stuff yeah. so you don't have to worry about it. But then um, like it just sucks for like to, to exist like that because mm-hmm. you're scared of losing it all because yeah. that could mean that you're back in that scarcity again. Yeah, yeah. I think the other muscle that it requires to practice abundance is um, faith and sort of like a longer view of time too. That things will come back to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That what you invest is not uh, is not like it doesn't need to be like charted uh, perfectly right. and have great projections and your risk doesn't all need to be uh, <laughs> need to be solved. The spreadsheet doesn't have to balance. Yeah, it. yeah, but the, you, know, you invest yeah. and mm-hmm. it comes back to you in like a million different ways, right? Like you yeah. put in your time here and it comes back with like a meal later or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that maybe that is a sense that again I don't think we like set out to do this but maybe people can feel it like there's there's a sense of like a longer term investment or i don't like any of these words there's a sense of like a longer term um commitment to this community and corvallis and whatever we're doing here right i think people can feel that and i i guess i'm questioning it now because i'm like did we start out thinking that way so we didn't start out thinking super long term, but yeah, but we started out with like community at the core of a right. lot of the things that we mm-hmm. talked about, and yeah. I think there is like something integral to community that is about 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 trust that like you know people are gonna give what they can and um, and a willingness to uh, commit you know for however long, right. uh, but you know putting yourself into that space where where you lean on people and they lean back. Mm-hmm. This might be a nice segue. I wanted to ask, uh, when you first moved here, do you think it was easier to like just start incorporating the abundance or the plentitude idea from the get-go? My joke answer was, you got to move from a really small space to a big <laughs> space and feel like you have a lot of stuff. But then you have to feel like, yeah, I don't. Mm-hmm. But I'm trying to like, I don't know what why. In reflecting on it, it was such a no-brainer. Like, mm-hmm. when we moved from the smaller space to the bigger space, we were like, we have to share this. It's hard to know because I feel like I've had that as a core value for a long time. Yeah. Um, of, of, you know, thinking about how to, how to share well with the community and how to build community and things mm-hmm. like that. Do you know when that, when that started? For me? Yeah. Well... I've had a I've had a big family, you know that uh, that uh, you know I wasn't always near them, but I've I've witnessed like a lot of people coming together and just, like giving stuff to each other, you know, and, like mm-hmm. and fighting over who pays for meals and stuff, you know, <laughs> from from when I was a kid. But for me, I think like when I started thinking about it really actively was when I started doing parkour, and when I realized that like um, like the parkour 
uh, community when I was starting was a bunch of kids on the internet trying to figure out like anything that they could. Um, and for me, it was really terrible to try to do things on my own. Like I was, I was the kind of person who was kind of like shy about just like running around, um, uh, by myself and and part of it was that i just wanted people to to hang out with you know to mm-hmm. like do this stuff with me because it was weird and like at that time it wasn't cool at all it was like <laughs> it was like uh, uh it, it looked kind of deviant and it was pretty dumb because we didn't know where, very much we didn't know what we're doing you know it's so, like we were like we weren't very smooth about it we were yeah. just like trying stuff um but also what came with it was like a lot of people sharing information sharing uh sharing like sharing rides to places like um and just like trying to invite people to to practice together there was a there was this like it was a very club mentality you know mm-hmm. um where it's like we want people to join uh this thing and and, and practice uh and share in our like passion for something that we've discovered together mm-hmm. Um, and through that, for me, it was uh, I, I got to um, to think about what makes community stronger. What are the kind of things that we need to do um, to recognize people who are new, to uh, to keep people coming who are uh, who who have been coming, you know, things mm-hmm. like that. Um, and so I've been I've been thinking about it for a long time. Yeah, I think for maybe there's something about it where it's like you have to find the thing that is easier for you to share. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, the space was easy to share, and and like what we wanted to build here, and thinking about community in that way, community was easy to share, right? Like my energy towards building a community was easy to share. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's it's been an ongoing journey to think about like how to share other pieces of myself, like mm-hmm. um, time or money, resources or like anything like food even. Mm-hmm. Um, because those are more rooted in scarcity. Um, and I think what's been helpful for that is like the feeling of enough, like figuring out what enough is, opens up that ability to share. Yeah. Because when I'm in a scarcity mindset about like I'm not making any money and I don't have any enough and I'm living off my savings and I don't have any time. Yeah. And like uh, when I'm in that mindset, I can't share any of those resources. But when I like actually do the work of tracking the spreadsheets and like doing the budgeting and like figuring out like the the emotional level of money of like what really is enough for me and what's mm-hmm. enough right now um that opens up that kind of stuff and it opens up the ability to receive the abundance of like free stuff <laughs> and the, like and the fact that not everything has to come from like work at a job translates to money that you buy stuff mm-hmm. with right and i think why the space was easy to share is because i had enough so I think it, and I don't think it's like, even if we're in a culture and a mindset where it's like hard or like it's everything's like, let me pay you back evenly. I think there are parts of people's lives that depending on the individual that are easier to share than others. Yeah. Like I think potlucks are really prevalent and easy and people can like, I think it's like some of our friends are like really great about like hosting their space and like providing dinner for people or mm-hmm. other people mm-hmm. are like really free with like, um, with like let me help you fix this thing or like let me help you mm-hmm. out this way um, we all have different things yeah. that we can give and different things we feel more comfortable giving Yeah. and so it's just more about maybe it's about like expanding that Yeah. or practicing those things and then like letting that expand into other areas yeah. too that's I hadn't actually thought about that that makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. I think my thing is uh, time 
doing boring tasks. <laughs> like if somebody has a boring That's task, what you have to, yeah. I love doing it. <laughs> I'm like, you have a billion zines that you need folded. <laughs> Great. I'm so excited to sit down and, and, and I do it with everything. Yeah. Like, that's every time I'm like part of a community and they need, I don't mm-hmm. know, flyer stuffing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, tons of people, tons of pieces of paper need a stamp on the corner. <laughs> Great, that's me. Uh, I guess I'm. I love giving my time for that. Yeah. I think like one of the most insidious things mm. is the is like a um, like I think the more you have internal one has internalized the idea that time is money. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the worse you will be able to be at like being in community and and, and sharing mm, mm-hmm. i th- i think a lot about uh i can't remember where i read this but i read an essay somewhere that said like if you want to be better at like uh at like serving the people around you helping people you, you got to build in time in your life i don't know I'm, I'm not very good at this one in particular but they're saying you know like like if you want to um be there to to help out someone who's who's gonna be like um who, who needs help on the street for example like someone who's like you know falls off a bike or whatever like you got to build in like 10 extra minutes to your walk because mm-hmm. if you are late, if you, if you feel like you're, you're going to be late, you can't, like, it's going to yeah. be way hard to make the decision to, like, help someone out. Yeah. And so I think, like, it, it really can start with just not filling up things up too much, you know, mm-hmm. giving yourself that breathing room that you can, like, respond to people who, who are around. Like, I can drive you to the airport if I don't need to, like, fill up every single moment of my day at the office. Like, yeah. I can't if I if I have to work. You know, if I have to work eighty hours a week, there's no way that I'm gonna be able to. If you feel like you don't have enough time, yeah, as is. You know? Yeah, and and I think that like that time can can uh, translate to a lot of things. Uh, but if it becomes one of the things that is uh, is scarce in your life, um, then it's uh, then it it ripples out to anything else that you could possibly share. Yeah, I think there's this funny ironic thing where it's like we're saying to in order to experience yeah, yeah. abundance and plenty, you have to like not feel scarcity. <laughs> but I think it is sort of this chicken or egg thing where mm. it's like you have to find you have to trust the enoughness yeah. or figure out what that enoughness right, is for right. you to in order to escape the scarcity. Yeah. Yeah. What's at the root? I think trust. the I think the mindset. Um, I think it feels like a chicken and an egg right. thing, but I think there are very few things in your life that are, like, legitimately scarce. Right. Yeah. Certainly, that exists for people, right? But because of our society, we, like, we instill in people's minds that everything is scarce. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That your time is scarce, your money is scarce, your stuff is scarce, your energy is scarce, you need to protect it all. Mm-hmm. Right. And I feel like just imagining that none of it is scarce actually allows you to see the things that really aren't scarce. Mm-hmm. The times when you really do have time to share, you really yeah. do have food to share, you have energy to share, you have expertise to share, you have, mm-hmm. you know, money to share. Yeah. And none of these are things that have to be like constant, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, again, you're not on this and you're not doing this on your own. Yeah. If you're doing this among community, you can have something that you can have these things to share sometimes. Yeah. And sometimes you don't, and that's okay because other people have your back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but to recognize those moments that you do have that space, um, and to try to cultivate that, yeah. is is the is part of the key. That's why I like tracking it. And I'm gonna I'll send I'll send you the link to this article I wrote about mm-hmm. tracking abundance in my budget spreadsheet. Yeah, um, I've heard you talk about it. before. Yeah, because I keep track of my budget and what I spend and stuff. But I started 
putting at the bottom of my spreadsheets like all the stuff we got for free <laughs> and the gifts and the abundance that we have um and in tracking that it helps you pay attention yeah to what's not scarce which helps that grow right like well, it's part of the uh, part of the meditation the on, name, like, yeah. what are the things that are possibly yeah. not so scarce <laughs> yeah. like there's always well and i mean it's so visceral in summertime in oregon like at work people have put all their like extra tomatoes and zucchinis and squash and grapes and things it's like it's just like it's abundant and people are sharing Mm -hmm. um but if you can like recognize that and see like oh i got these gifts this week you know and this is what i was able to give and just like start to see those in your life and you start to see all those zeros. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I called it tracking the zeros because it's like all the stuff that... Zero dollars. Yeah, we're mm-hmm. zero dollars, but we're just amazing things that come into our lives. But it helps with the... Anyway, to, t- to tie that, it's like mm-hmm. it helps to counter the idea that everything is scarce or that mm-hmm. I don't have enough, right? When you start to like notice and see all the gifts that are coming into your life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think um, there's like two words that I'm thinking of here, like resourcefulness mm-hmm. and flexibility. Like they, they feel like they're kind of um, two sides of this uh, of a similar thing here mm-hmm. uh, that that helps with abundance, which is like um, you know flexibility in the sense that you don't have to have like exactly this thing, and if you're willing to like accept that like. You know, your day doesn't have to be exactly this routine and it doesn't have to have exactly these kinds of meals. And it doesn't need to be filled with exactly this kind of person because you're not you're trying to like get this exact career path with whatever. Mm-hmm. Like then you can be flexible enough to receive things that uh, that uh, are free uh, that you find in the street that people are offering because they can fit in. You know, like if I don't just need to eat this kind of thing or, you know, if I, within whatever my diet is, I, I have like a larger range than mm-hmm. like then there's more for me to uh, be able to receive. And, and that means that we don't have to like barter exactly, but we can like be, we can be open with it. Mm-hmm. And resourcefulness um, allows us to kind of get from a lot of different sources to, to find the things that we need um, uh, from a lot of different places. Mm-hmm. Um, I think those are, those feel to me like core um, or like kind of like a, uh, part of the the toolkit mm-hmm, to kind mm-hmm. of feeling like right. like things that, that like we live in the life of plenty. Yeah, and maybe part of the resourcefulness is the um, the vulnerability yeah. within people. Yeah, totally. You know the the willingness to ask for help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that is a that is part of the skill mm-hmm. like of, of living with people is uh, is asking. Mm-hmm. Once you open yourself to abundance and stuff coming in and getting things to. It, it never quite comes in the way you expect or yeah. like on the mm-hmm. timeline you want. <laughs> yeah. um, but you sort of, it's maybe that goes back to like faith and trust in like the future. Um, it'll come eventually. It just like won't look the way you wanted it to look. <laughs> There's, sometimes this kind of topic feels, and like, you know, all the things that we're talking about around it feel kind of like worried about coming off as if there's a judgment to it, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. That, like, people should be more flexible. And it's mm-hmm. not what I'm trying to say. I think it's more that, like, that there are times when it's possible. Yeah. And to try to, like, uh, try to cultivate those those moments. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, I mean, like, when I, as I was saying all that, you know, I think, like, uh, yeah, like, certainly people who who cannot just eat whatever or yeah. cannot, like, uh, t- like make time easily. Mm-hmm. But 
though like i think maybe it's about if, if these are values rather than like um rather than i don't know virtues or principles or whatever like if if flexibility is a value it means that you try to when you make choices you lean toward the thing that um allows for that thing Mm-hmm. Right. So like if I'm deciding about uh, about, you know, what kind of uh, job I'm going to do or what kind of task I'm going to take on today, if it's important to me for me to be flexible, I might choose the one that gives me more space rather than the one that gives me more money. And it's not that like it's worse if you choose the other one or if that if you're choosing something that gives you both, but that, that we're leaning toward the things that allow us to be to be trusting, to be vulnerable, to be in community, to be uh, in, in a, in a attitude of plenitude. Yeah, there's muscles. Yeah, they can be practiced. Yeah, and and there's conditions that we can we can build for ourselves. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think these mentalities are required to be a good person. Right. But I think they might be required to have a good community. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think that's maybe why we're we're talking about it mm-hmm. is because yeah. it seems really difficult to build a community. Yeah. Because what does that even mean half the time? But if you realize that when you have a mentality of plentitude and when you share the things that you have and when you ask for help and receive help and also give what you can to other people you feel more connected mm-hmm. and you that community seems to just appear mm. i think you can feel it when these things are available and it's, it's nice that we talked about it today to be able to like parse out some of those different things mm-hmm. that help make it happen and like i'm really curious like other examples of where people have felt this mm-hmm. viscerally, what other communities doing this, what other practices happen. If they want to email us at malcad at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um, telling those stories and sharing those feelings and like digging mm-hmm. a little deeper into like the hows of people doing it are powerful. You've been listening to Dispatches from Mount Caz, recorded and produced in Mount Caz Studios in Corvallis, Oregon. Check out the show notes for more information about the people and things we talk about. In this episode, Albert, Christina, and Arnea discuss abundance... I messed up the typing of it. And then I just immediately went to read it, and it's wrong. <laughs> Abundance, how practicing. Abundance, okay. how practicing. How? How? But how, though? I'm Christina. <laughs> <laughs>